welcome to the podcast for St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church, a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith where our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. friends. Welcome back to the St. Andrews podcast. Here at St. Andrews, our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ, and we are a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith that is centered in that relationship with Jesus. We're so glad that you have joined us for another episode of this podcast series on creating, and I'm excited to be in studio with my good friend, Pastor D.A. Bennett, the man with the good sock. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to go there. So this is so great. I, you know, I said, you're going to ask me how I'm doing. And today I've got yes. two answers to that wow. question. Number one is, uh, before, you know, we're doing our pre-production stuff and it's so like, I keep burping. I, I know that sounds kind of rude, but if you know me, I can't believe you let them into the inner sanctum of what happens. Just about my bad habits, not yours. <laughs> good, thank and, you. And, and then right before we start, it's like, man, I got to grab a clean head. <laughs> and and I found myself thinking that some people would say, man, you're a hot mess, and I'm not. And I thought, maybe a lukewarm mess, but I don't want to be lukewarm, so no, I'm just right. kind of a mess in, <laughs> in that sense today. But the other thing is, I'm yes. very excited about uh, what we announced in worship this past Sunday, yes. that we are about to... Uh, offer something new in our podcast that we're going to start recording this live. Jeff, is that going to be on Facebook Live? We're uh, still kind of getting the finalizations and all that. Okay. But it could be Facebook, could be YouTube, mm-hmm. could be both. Okay, you know, we'll, excellent. We'll kind of look at that as we uh, get closer to that date. But people that uh, want to, you know, are visually geared, I'm a visual person, mm-hmm. so I like to see things and not just hear them. Uh, well, they'll be able to do that. But also, if, if they're able to watch live, can interact. They can send that question in. And Jeff, you know, is our kind of engineering tech guy, will say, hey, here's a question, you know, that somebody has submitted. And we get put on the spot, and we get to deal <laughs> with that. And I'm just excited uh, about that. And, and it, of course, for those of you that uh, you, you just prefer to listen, it's not going to interrupt that. It will still be airing on Friday mornings. That's when we'll release mm-hmm. it. But that live portion, the uncut Yes, the uncut podcast, version. We're just – so I'm excited. Excited yeah. about this. God is moving in our midst and yes. challenging us for new ways to make disciples. And so I'm excited about that. I how am how so are you? I am doing great. I'm really excited about this too. And and just to tag on to that, it will start uh, the Tuesday after Lent. So it will be every Tuesday during Lent for the foreseeable future at 1230. So you can tune in then. But it's really exciting to be a part of something like that that's new in the digital discipleship. So Jeff, tell us how you are doing. And before before you tell us how you're doing. I am excited that when this airs, Jeff will be on vacation sitting on a beach. How do you feel about that here in just a few days? Countdown is on. Is. I'm I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm, you know, uh, kind of ironic. We're talking about creation. I'm going to go enjoy creation yes. on this vacation. And rest and as well. Rest. Yes, mm-hmm. which is the theme of the day is uh, this past Sunday. We talked about uh, the seventh day of creation and how after God had created, God finished the work of creation and God rested from creation. And what message does that have to us and what are we to uh, to live? How are we to live in relationship with this? So let's just go ahead and dive on in. And uh, I, I confessed in the um, 
sermon that I was having to overcome a little bit of superstition because anytime I preach or I teach or I talk to people about, man, you need a day off, you need to take Sabbath. I don't get a day off for like three weeks, but I was willing to (laughs) embrace my superstition Uh and say, we're going to go for it anyway. Um, and the, the th- first thing I think we always want to remember about Sabbath is Sabbath is, is holy. Mm-hmm. That on day six of creation, um, it said that human beings were created to mm-hmm. be like God. God is holy. And for God to give us this Sabbath as a gift in the rhythm of the crazy pace right. of our lives, Sabbath day is to be holy. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody asked me after the service, and I truly appreciated the question. They asked the question that I'm going to ask you, mm. and that is, when do you take Sabbath? <laughs> well, I I love this question because it always it always convicts me a little bit uh-huh, because you really do have to think. A- am I observing? Uh, wow. See, this is you're, the you're kind of a version. mess today yourself. <laughs> Except you were a mess before we started recording. Right, it's contagious. I'm a mess during the recording. That's right. But I think this this whole idea of taking time to see when you observe the Sabbath is really important because I do believe that the idea of um, Sabbath rest is different than what our culture says. Uh, absolutely. Is rest. It's it's not just being lazy, right? It's, it's, it's yeah. there, there's it's holy. There's purpose holy. involved. Yeah, and I love that. I love it that you made this point about Sabbath rest being holy because a lot of us who are achievement oriented, which I've really struggled with my whole life, uh, it makes it seem like I shouldn't take a break. You know, right. if I'm needing to take a break, then I'm weak or something is wrong with me. But when you made this point of Sabbath rest is holy and we are to be like God, we are Mm -hmm. called to be holy in the same way he is holy. So if God calls us to be that, then we are not doing what God has asked us to do if we do not take Sabbath rest. And as if God wanted to drive the point home a little further, he put it as part of the commandments you are right. to you know keep Remember the sabbath, the sabbath keep and keep it, it holy. holy yeah and so i think that's really important for us so you know as, as a pastor and of course i grew up in a pastor's home so i i always grew up with the fact that sunday which of course is not the jewish sabbath but that sunday kind of in people's minds is sabbath but we were always working right and you're always working and so i had to be intentional about that as i got older knowing that sabbath rest is something god calls us to and so i do appreciate the fact that the church gives us fridays off right. because we are working on saturdays and so for me really friday is a day of sabbath rest but it's only that day if I'm intentional about mm-hmm. it. And so I, I do struggle with that at times because it can become the day you get everything else done that you can't get done during the rest of the week. And so I think in order to keep Sabbath rest holy, it's not just about setting aside a day, but it's actually about being intentional with how you use the day. Right. What about you? No, I, I think that's exactly right. Somebody asked me after the 930 service, and I truly appreciated the mm-hmm. just the boldness in them asking yeah. me the question, you know, when do you take Sabbath? And I said, well, I'll take sabbath on friday and mm-hmm. they said well you know that that's what we thought and part of my intentionality and of course sometimes this is hit and miss and mm-hmm. and quite frankly sometimes i, I sit around just a little bit bored on friday because <laughs> right. you know robin is at work and my kids are doing their thing right it's like hey you know i'm home alone <laughs> <laughs> but uh that there are some things that i try to establish that help me to have intention of sabbath rest mm-hmm. one of those is um as much as I would just like to sleep late on Friday and mm-hmm. maybe get some of that rest, I can't 
sleep no. late, you know. Right. I mean, there are days in the week it's hard for me to get up, mm, right. but it never seems to work that way on Friday. <laughs> I'm just, you know, bright and alert. Yeah. And so what I want to do is uh, I, part of what I do is is I want to serve my family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we live that busy pace. Our kids are all, you know, driving now. It's like, y'all mm. get up and get yourself ready. And, right. Uh, I, that'll be a day of the week that I'll get up and I'll cook breakfast for oh, my kids, yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. so they're not just, you know, grabbing a donut on the way to school <laughs> right, or, right. you know, eat eating some cereal or something, yeah. uh, which is usually what I do. I usually just eat cereal, but but I want to serve my family in that way, and, and I want to cook breakfast mm-hmm. for them because I, I realize they are a blessing to me. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, when the weather's nice and I'm able to, Friday is my day that, that I want to go fishing. Mm-hmm. I, I love sitting out on a pond in my kayak, and, uh, I mean, as much as I love catching fish, mm-hmm. sometimes I just love being out there. Yeah. Uh, and it, it is not a time that is lost on my appreciation for God and what God has created. It, it is a time that I, I intentionally, it's just like, eh, hey, fish ain't biting. You know, right. it's like, no, God, look at what you've done yeah. and look at what you've given and thank you. You're, yeah. you're so much greater. God, thank you for, you know, putting up with a booger head like me. <laughs> I mean, it, it really is a, a yeah. day of worship for me. Well, and I, I love that too. I love it what you talk about um, serving your family, making breakfast for your kids. Because one of the things that my dad would talk about growing up when he was helping us to understand what the Sabbath truly was, was he said, it's a day that you that you do something different than the other days. Right. And so, you know, just like Jesus was clear with the Pharisees that when someone needs help on the Sabbath, you you help them. That's part of being holy because Jesus would get, you know, convicted by the Pharisees about Yeah, why did they pluck why are they grain? plucking grain and yeah, eating the yeah. grain or why you know, why are you doing these things on the Sabbath? But I love the idea that it's not a legalistic idea of the Sabbath that no DA cannot lift a hand to make eggs for his kids because right. that would be considered work. But it's actually this idea of serving and it's something you're doing different from the way you do it the rest of the week to honor God with that day of rest. And I think that's really neat. So Jeff, I was going to ask you, because you are someone, as I watch you, um, you have the energy of like 10 people. (laughs) He he lives at a high movement pace. Yes. He's always working, always thinking, always doing. And that's part of the reason we wanted you on our staff. But for someone like you, what, what do you do for rest? And when, when do you take Sabbath rest? It's it's few and far between to, Mm -hmm. to be honest, you know, and that's something that's, you know, uh, since working here, I've been struggling with, you know, and mm-hmm. working yeah, slower pace and what slower, you're used to slower pace and trying to, to respect that, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, kind of downshift a little bit, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's something I'm still working on. Uh, yeah. but, um, uh, typically I try on, uh, usually on a Saturday, mm-hmm. Saturday morning before mm-hmm. we get fired up and, you know, with the kids going yeah. to their sports Sporting and extracurricular events. activities and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, being able to attend that, that's mm-hmm. kind of restful for me, I guess you could say a little bit. So you've got a daughter that plays high school softball, plays mm-hmm. at a high level travel team yeah. and everything else. And mm-hmm. of course, uh, all, all of my kids have been involved in athletics and a lot of Saturdays. I, I really saw that as a gift, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, where some people say, oh, you know, got to get up early and you <laughs> right. know, get out there and watch my kid play. For me, it was like, man, I get to get up early yeah. and I get to go watch my kid play and I get to meet with these other people. And yeah, there were a lot of times that, um, you know, 
particularly with Jonathan, when his team would have games on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And our rule with our older son, Garrett, was, you know, you can play on Sunday, but you got to go to church or you got to go to Sunday school. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there were a lot of times that, you know, our kids would be in church in their baseball uniforms, knowing as soon as we were done, somebody was going to come by and pick them up and get them to the game because I was obviously engaged in worship and Robin was teaching Sunday school. And uh, our kids understood the priority that they never argued about it. They never Mm -hmm. complained about it. Uh, But Sabbath was going to be a priority Mm -hmm. for our family. Mm -hmm. So, So, uh, So with that, let's just say that Sabbath rest is not only holy, Sabbath rest is also a time for worship and and spent time in the service on Sunday expect you know expressing why it is that we worship on Sundays mm-hmm. i mean uh the the truth is the church has always said this is when we're here mm-hmm. and it used to be the idea that people would get a little bit lax in inviting people to church mm-hmm. because they'd say they know when we're here. We're here every Sunday morning. We've been here every Sunday morning for a hundred years. If they right. want to come to church, they they know when we're here, and that has certainly changed. Right. And and I want us to continue as a church to capture the vision that some people, when we gather for worship, it's going to be on site. Mm-hmm. They want to be here. They they want to be involved in what's going on. Right. Uh, others still because of this. You know, coming out of this pandemic, it's not that they don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. It's they got to be careful. They, you know, got to do what keeps them at a low risk situation mm-hmm. versus people that are just shut in. Mm-hmm. They don't get out. And so online is a very real part of who we are, unlike you know, the days when I started ministry back in the 80s where maybe your church had something on radio that people could listen to on radio or maybe a little bit in some smaller markets there was a local access cable channel and so you could, you know, flip the switch and there's Mm -hmm. your church if people want to come to it. And so with the live streaming, that is certainly an option that we have that if people feel at risk or they can't get out, you know, that they can worship with us online. And it's not the same as being on site, but it is just that growing edge. But then the third one, and this is the one that I, I spent a lot of time discussing mm-hmm. in the sermon, was on demand. Yeah. And and if you don't know what I mean by on demand, uh, you know, if you turn on your television and you're scrolling through the channels, there's always a movie on demand mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, you can rent this movie anytime you want, because it, when you demand the opportunity mm-hmm. to watch it, it's there. And now even television networks are understanding. Mm-hmm. We have got to have uh, on-demand shows. So uh, if your favorite show, like my favorite show to watch is Survivor, mm-hmm. premieres March 9th on CBS, just so you know. <laughs> and uh, the night it premieres, I will be up here at the church teaching a class. And so mm-hmm. I can't watch it. Now we have a, a DVR, so I can record it and right. just watch it when I get home. But if I didn't have the DVR, I could go to the CBS on demand and I could watch it whenever right. I wanted to. And that's a very real part of what's going on with church yes. is uh, you're on site, you're online. And you're on demand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's so, so true. And, you know, the other thing I love about this idea of Sabbath rest being a time for worship is that when God connects worship and rest, I think it's an interesting connection because uh, when we worship God, 
we are offering something to him. It ought to require something of us. Right. A lot of people think about worship as I'm going to receive. Like I'm going to go to worship and I'm going to get something I need out of it. Yeah, if I don't get anything out of it, I'm I'll go somewhere, go somewhere else. else. Right. And that's interesting to me because that is such the wrong view of worship. That is not at all what God had in mind. We made it that way because we started making it about entertainment and the culture did. But I do think it's interesting to connect uh, Sabbath rest and worship because Again, if worship is done well, it ought to be something we do. So it's not that we are just receiving, we are offering. But the interesting thing about it for me is that when we offer that worship to God, it actually... it relieves us in the same way that rest does. When I, when I rest, I gain enough energy to then do what I'm supposed to do after rest. Right. And that, to me, also connects with how the Jews viewed a day. We were just talking about this before uh, we started recording, that for the Jews, the day is from sundown to sundown, which means they actually start their day with night. Right. Which means they start their day (laughs) with rest. The first thing that they do is, I mean, they might eat, but then they go to bed. And I remember listening to a teaching on this years ago from from a Methodist pastor that I thought was really interesting. Because he said, that ought to change the way you look at your day. Because for many of us, the beginning of the day happens when we get out of bed. Right. And sunrise, so maybe. Sunrise, yeah. And so we do all day long, and then we fall into bed exhausted. So rest then comes as a result of being exhausted. But he said, for the Jews, rest came in preparation for what Ooh. God wanted you to do. And that really changed the way I looked at my day. Because I thought, oh, God doesn't intend for me to give until I have nothing left and then I just fall in bed exhausted. He actually wants me to start my day with rest. And then when, I, when I'm when i done resting, I have enough energy to then begin the work that he's given me to do. Yeah, that, that's really an incredible way of, of shifting the mm-hmm. thing is, you know, so what are you going to do to start your day? Rest. Rest. You know, I mean, that, <laughs> right, that is not... totally countercultural yes. to anything that we hot-blooded Americans would pursue. Well, and it's the same way with how we as Christians start our week. We start our week with worship, with Sabbath rest and worship, so that we then can have the energy and the calling to do what he has said. You know, I I love that. It it reminds me, um, back when I was in high school, you know, shortly after the car was invented, uh, (laughs) there there was a documentary or a miniseries, pardon me, a miniseries Mm -hmm. on ABC called Roots. It was very popular. It was about the travels of uh, this this guy, Aldous Huxley, had looked back into his history and how uh, his family line came from Africa on a slave ship and and all that. And LeVar Burton played his... That's where it started. He played an African slave, Kunta okay. Kente. Okay. And w- the the series was so popular, they were interviewing LeVar Burton, and somebody said, well, we, we heard that you actually wanted to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, yeah, I, I did. I wasn't called to that. He goes, but I, how cool would it be to start off your week by getting people fired up about their mm-hmm. faith, and, and then they come back on Wednesday night for a little booster shot, and you, you, know, you do <laughs> right? it again the next Sunday. And, and it really is, by starting our week mm-hmm. with rest mm-hmm. and with worship this mm-hmm. is a great thing now in the bennett family tree we I've, I've got lots of you know cousins and aunts and uncles although mm-hmm. most of my aunts and uncles are now in glory yes um, but i remember you know one uncle in particular would always say well i'm going fishing on sunday he mm-hmm. had a boat he lived near like mm-hmm. every sunday he was going fishing he wasn't going to to church he actually married a woman whose brother 
was a Methodist pastor, oh, okay. you know, mm-hmm. and, but he, he, if he had ever talked about, I'm going to the lake and his kind of classic line was, and I can worship God at the lake <laughs> just as well as you can worship God in church. <laughs> now, honestly, it sounded like a rationalization that yes. he just wanted to go <laughs> fishing, but I don't think that's an idea that a lot of people uh, have done away with it. Yeah. People say, well, I can worship God here just as well as anywhere else. How, how would you respond to that if somebody were to do that? Well, I don't. And, and their last name's not Bennett, and you know, it's just a <laughs> rationalization. <laughs> well, I do not want to steal your thunder in this, but I did love what you said in our in well, our pre- I have no thunder. You go for it. meeting. Well, you said, uh, I think, if I'm going to quote this correctly, you said, I would ask them, well, well, do you? That, that's what I would ask my uncle. Uh-huh. You know? And I love that because it is true. Yes, you prob- you should be able to worship God as easily on the lake as you can. You should be able to worship him anywhere. But I do think that question is very pertinent of, well, do you actually do that? So. And, 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 you know, and that was, again, that was a question from my younger years when mm. I did not have all the maturity of faith <laughs> that I hope I have now. Um, and, and part of my answer, I, I mean, for a family member that I have a relationship with, I could still ask that question, right. but for someone who may be trying to make this church or spiritual home, mm-hmm. the, the thing I would point out to them is that, um, when, when we talk about worship, worship always has as its object, God, mm-hmm. you know, again, that's what happened when we turned it, worship into entertainment is right. people thought, what is in it for me? And mm-hmm. suddenly we're the object of worship. Right. That's not worship is, is about Mm-mm. God is the object of worship and God God rested from his work, gives us his Sabbath rest as a gift, and part of the way that we receive that gift is to offer our worship back yes. to God. And so I, I love the idea that um, that the Scripture says that God finished the work of creation mm-hmm. and rested. And part of what I said in, is that even though God rested from the work of creation, God w- did not rest uh he just did not say, okay, y'all are on your own. I've created right. everything. Do it. Uh, he rested from the work of, but not in yes. creation, that we believe that God continues to be active mm-hmm. in creation, that God rested from creation, which is what the scripture said, mm-hmm. but God is not resting from creating, Yes, uh, that God continues to create. The creed that we've been using in this series was very intentionally picked out because of what it said mm-hmm. that we believed in God who created mm-hmm. and is creating. You have any thoughts, you know, where do you see the ongoing work of God and creation? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Well, I think it's, it's so fun to continue watching what God does in people. I was just on a youth retreat this past weekend and it was so much fun to watch students that I have been working with for the last year to year and a half and to see the work of God in creating in them something new. Mm-hmm. And each night at we call it church chat which happens very late, I might add, <laughs> especially for the Greenwald <laughs> clan. <laughs> I didn't even know people could be awake at these hours of the night. Uh, but we would all sit around as a church group and we would we would say what God had done for us that day, where we had seen God at work, and to listen to the students talk about what God was doing in their hearts. That's really where I see the work of God in creation. Now, yes, you know, plants, animals, having babies, all of those 
those things are so miraculous in the physical aspect of creation, but in the spiritual aspect of creation, it's really wonderful to see that no matter how old or young you are, God can still do a work in your heart, which is what we're going to be talking about in our next sermon right. series. God created me a clean heart. And that that's amazing to see God do that in any human being. What about yeah, you? I absolutely love that. I mean, you know, my study of science when I was in college, I think I shared this a few weeks ago on the podcast, was that that evolution, mm-hmm. you know, that species evolved, that, you know, maybe this bird had a short beak, but uh, to, to get the bug inside the bark, its beak, you know, had to be longer. Yeah. And, and we can see that kind of God creating this in the, in the midst yeah. of this. I don't want to say the species just evolve on themselves. I want to say, God continues to create yes. with what God has already created, mm-hmm. but but I actually I absolutely love the idea that that God's um, creating work goes on inside of us. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that is is critical. Yeah. And so one of the things that we kind of closed with the sermon was that Sabbath is a day for ordering our life and to honor the larger creative purpose of God. Mm-hmm. And I like to say that without Sabbath. And and this is this is kind of a bold statement if yeah. people haven't practiced it. Without Sabbath, our lives are out of order. Mm-hmm. Our lives get out of balance. That part of God's creative purpose was that every seventh day there mm-hmm. would be Sabbath rest. Because a lot of people say, gosh, I wish I could just step back mm-hmm. and get my life in order. <laughs> Hello, God created one called Sabbath right. and God rested. And, yeah. you know, while God didn't get his life in order, he had put creation in order. And part of the order God created was that we would have this rest. Yeah. We're focused on who God is and we're keeping our lives in balance the way yes. God intended for it to be. That is so good because when you think about the creation story, you know, we've talked for weeks now about the fact that you see the nature of God in the creation story. You can basically see that he loves things that multiply. You can see that he believes that that we are good. He intended for us to be good. You can see all kinds of things about God, but, the, but really you can see in this God values rest. He did not have to include that in any of the creation story. Creation would have been perfectly complete yeah. without that. And so obviously God values rest. And coming at this from the perspective of a mom, I I remember the days when my girls were young, they're very close together in age, so it kind of felt like we had twins. And it was it was one of those things where my husband had to set me down several times, I remember, throughout raising the, the girls. And he would say, you haven't taken time to rest. We need to let somebody else take care of the kids for a while and you need to focus on you for a little while. And again, back to what we said earlier, I remember thinking that just means I'm weak. You know, I should be able to go, go, go and never have to stop. Why would we ever think that about ourselves when God said, I value this so much that I'm going to do it. I mean, God doesn't need to rest. He has all the strength in the world, but he wanted us to see that that's what he values. And when we don't step up and do what he wants us to do in that, we are going to find ourselves in chaos and out of order. Uh, That's just a great way of describing it. It it reminds me when I went to the church I used to pastor in Tulsa, uh, there was a woman who uh, people described her. She was spiritual mama Mm -hmm. to a lot of Mm -hmm. people in that church. And she had died shortly before I got there, so I never actually met her. But one of the practices that she had, because, you know, she's this woman that young mothers and young women, they just flock to her mm-hmm. to, to learn how to be a better Christian and a more faithful disciple. And sometimes they would say, hey, we're, you know, can, can you help us? And she'd say, no. And they say, no. She said, it's my Sabbath. Mm-hmm. I'm resting today. Mm-hmm. I'm not available to you. Oh, and, wow. and it really just modeled and taught them. 
you got to rest. Yes. This is how God created for it to be. So Sabbath is a beautiful thing. Any closing thoughts that you have today? Well, I would just encourage our listeners that if you're not being intentional about taking Sabbath, start talking to God about what that means, because God will show you what you need to do in order to take that. And it's in a way, it's kind of like tithing. A lot of people think they can't do it because they're not doing it. But you really can do it. Right. And so God will show you how to do that and in what way. And I guarantee if if we all as a church family do that, we'll start seeing some great things in our church life as well. Uh, that's, that's beautiful. And I just would close with what Jesus reminded us that uh, the Sabbath was... Uh, we're not created for the Sabbath. Sabbath is created for us so that we can rest. And so, friends, I, I'm so thankful that you would join us today on this podcast. I hope that you are able to carve out time every seventh day in your life to, to focus on God, whether uh, your focus is here in worship at St. Andrew's on Sunday or whether it's some other shift that you're saying, I'm going to be focused on God today. Uh, do want to remind you that we would love to see you on site, even though we have on demand and on <laughs> We would love to see people on site. We have our services at 815, 930, and 1050. Of course, the 815 and 1050 services are live stream. If you're still staying safe and trying to stay away from any uh, contagious bug that's out there, we get that. We're just so glad that you would do that. And once again, to remind you that our podcast will be taking on a new experience here in just a couple of weeks. Tuesday, March the 8th at 1230, we will have a live interactive video recording of the podcast. We're excited about it. But if, if you're working, say, man, I can't listen to you on 1230 on a Tuesday. I don't blame you. It'll The video will still be available on a Friday or the audio recording if that's how you uh, intend to listen to it. So, friends, once again, bless you. Take a little rest. Hey friends, D.A. Bennett, St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. I want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship, but we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, it's under the church's name, and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day. So if you're looking for another venue, maybe it'll work for you. God bless you.